Greetings, everyone, and before I begin ranting and raving incoherently, I thought I'd tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need to do it all in one place. And believe me, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. And when you host through Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and even more. It has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, it's free. That's right, Anchor is free, and who does not like free? So if you're interested or you want to make your podcast today, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started. Hello everyone and welcome to another Drunken Car Review, where I'll probably go on with a little bit more insanity than usual because I've had a bit of a long day. And it's quite a good time as any to cover a car that I am questioning severely. I also have a tiny bit of, uh, not news, but more discussion to go on about a little later as well. So let's get on to this electric car review, because I'm reviewing, well, electric cars essentially at this point. Including one big one coming up, and one that, uh, yeah, they're doing some to, uh, some older cars. So the car we have to discuss today is the GMC Hummer. I'm going to be talking about the Hummer today, people, because it's actually beginning to, uh, well, talked about being released after, well, a disappearing hiatus for a while. We got a lot of news when it first was unveiled, but to be honest, it's kind of fallen into obscurity in the last few days. Well, weeks, months, even after it's released. I mean, to be honest, I haven't heard of it much about it until the, well, recent news of people's press releases and that. So overall, looking at the uh, GMC Hummer and that, overall first impressions on the car are... Well, it's not terrible, I'll have to say. Honestly, there are some features I like, some features I question, but overall, the, my general opinion of the new Hummer, it isn't horrible. I have a few problems I'll be discussing later with the car, including some gimmicks, but overall, the car first impressions aren't bad. The exterior's got some pretty smooth, yet boxy designs to them, and overall, I will say the uh, T-tops, or multi-T-tops, or whatever you want to call those things on that car, are pretty damn cool, in my opinion. And on top of that, the interior, well, it's a little space-agey for my opinion. I don't know about the material quality in that, as I have not had a chance to really look at one because they're not out yet. But overall, the interior quality isn't really... It doesn't stand out to me as super impressive as you think a Hummer, a car that's going to be costing a lot of money, would probably do. But overall, it's not a bad interior. Overall, I will say the car just isn't bad got a lot of cool features to it and that including some I think it's got the light up bar so for example when you plug in your electric Hummer you'll have the sidebar begin blinking left to right basically to indicate that it's full charging and it'll fill up the bar as it goes across and well it, it tells you when it's fully charged it's kind of a cool feature I mean you can probably do the same thing with your app but you know yeah you know so overall my impressions of the car when it comes to capabilities now a few driver uh, impressions have come out of the car a few people have talked about it and that and overall people have been saying it isn't bad it is very fast i mean the uh watts to freedom mode or wtf and yes apparently the engineers didn't know they were calling it that was apparently uh is apparently a lot of people saying pretty dang impressive for a car of its weight now, a lot of people have also said that they are making, making them pretty damn nervous as well because, well, at the end of the day, it it's it can be a little squirrely at times, especially if the rear-wheel drive system. So, overall, impressions of the car aren't bad. I won't say they're good either. There's a few complaints I have with the car. First of all, it has a few weird gimmicks. Um, I've heard a lot of talk about this crab walk mode being the primary feature people are discussing, but overall... 
I don't think it's that impressive of a feature. I'm not sure what the hell you're going to use it for. First of all, the car is absolutely massive. The thing is designed for off-road, and yet it really isn't. It's just too bloody damn big. It's huge. Bigger than the Bronco is a big car for an off-roader. This thing is massive. It's like trying to take a freaking semi on the, on the freaking Rubicon Trail. It just, it just, I don't think it's going to work well. And on top of that, the crab walk mode, I think, is just more of a gimmick more than anything else. It's nothing that actually sounds to me like it's actually going to be useful. The thing only turns, not even, it's not even like some trucks you see have a screw tool you can screw over a full lane. And yes, you'd probably be able to use it as that, but the car doesn't exactly crab walk that much. I mean, I think if I remember right, it said like 15 degrees, which it's a decent amount, but I mean, it, it just got, it seems to me more like a gimmick. The other complaint, the major complaint I have over all this stuff, though, now, I know GMC is a more of a luxury style brand, kind of your in-between before Cadillac, and I know that Hummer has always been your luxurious, opulent, and extremely overpriced vehicle. But that being said, with a starting an MSRP of over $70,000 freaking dollars, there's no way in shit's name that unless you're freaking Jay Leno or something like that, you're ever going to be able to afford to buy one of these things. Or either that or you're a freaking lawyer in New York. It is astronomically expensive for this car. And honestly, considering some of the luxury brands coming out, I get, okay, some of it, but even a freaking Escalade doesn't start out of that price tag. I mean, my God, that is absolutely astronomical. This thing can go upwards. I've seen being, I've seen some people be able to price this car out a well, well over $100,000, almost by ten grand. That is astronomical. I mean, I know car prices are going up, but hot damn, that's expensive. And it's one of my concerns with electric cars is that how the hell do you make these things price-worthy in that? They're just, they're just hugely expensive at the end of the day. So, my impressions of the car is, while it is an impressive piece of automotive technology, we'll say, I have a trouble calling it an off-roading car because nobody's going to take these things off-road. Let's get it straight. Nobody's going to take a $120,000 Hummer off-road on the Rubicon Trail and risk the damn thing flipping down a hill and blowing up in a ball of fire when the battery has to be something. No, nobody is going to do that. Trust me. And it's got all these fancy gizmos. Now, I will say there are a couple of cool features as well. I've mentioned the crab walk, but another cool feature is the trail cam system. Now, group some Jeeps and that people modify them to have this, but they actually have under car cams that allow you to actually look up and see, well, what is my skid plate? Where is the rock coming? I can see where maybe those cameras, they're kind of tucked in there and they're apparently pretty well protected. So you can kind of take your chances and make sure that you're not risking smashing up your rock plate or hitting anything important underneath there without having to get out of the car or have a spotter look at you. So I think that is a cool feature. Um, I do think a lot of the, uh, the the technology in that, a lot of the features in that do look impressive. I will not deny that. I will not scrub the car on that fact. What I will scrub it on is the fact that it's just too goddamn expensive. I mean, this is supposed to be probably what they're, I don't know if it really is, but it's the only thing they have really as a competitor to the Bronco that's coming out, and it's just it's just not even in the price range of it. I mean, I can buy a brand new freaking Bronco, maybe stripped down to the starting MSP of $30,000. I don't have your electric, save the green world type thing, but it is still damn cheap. I didn't $170,000 to start, and I'm there with me some cheaper options coming out, maybe, and I pray to God, but from what I've looked up, that's the information I got, and it's just, it, I, I don't know. I'm not sure what GM's thinking, if this is supposed to be their off-roader to compete with Jeeps and Broncos. I'm not sure who they think they're catering to, but at the end of the day, I, will they sell a lot of these to start? Yes. But the people buying them will not be your average Joes. Most of them are going to be people on the more extreme side of things. So overall, um, yeah, no, I, I've 
I cannot recommend this car because like I said, I don't know too much about it. Maybe as the car gets released and we'll get a lot more impressions, I can do a little better, more in-depth review. But overall, I just thought I'd talk about it for a bit because, well, I can, it, it's been out for a little while now they've announced it. And I thought it's about time I actually get in some kind of review on the thing. So anyways, on to a little bit of, well, not news, but more of a discussion. I've recently heard a lot of news and I've been hearing a lot on my Twitter page about electric cars and more specifically classics being switched to electric now don't get me wrong i don't hate everything about this now like i said i'm no fan of electric cars i think they're silly ass beyond comprehension i could see some of the advantages people have but i do not see the point of changing out for example like a 911 to an electric car it just doesn't do anything you compromise more of the car than you helped but if you just want this i can do it okay if you want to get it for more performance or better handling or just more freaking acceleration fine but if you're replacing a gasoline engine from 1945 or something like that in a car with just an electric battery, I mean, honestly, I have to question what you're thinking at the moment there, my friend, because it's just, it's silly. These engines in that are, if you like to admit it or not, you may be polluting the planet if you're one of those green nuts, but at the end of the day, it still is a piece of history. Even if you don't want to drive the thing, at least, at least, leave the engine in there. Now, if you're taking a rust bucket, let's say you go into a junkyard and you pull a car out, no engine, fine, I get it. Okay, you do put in a battery pack, great, actually, you get it on the road, fine, wonderful. But do not, I just hope, if you have a, if you have a classic car, I beg of you people, please do not, and I mean do not, replace it with a get buddy battery, or if you're on, out of your mind and you decide to do that, I mean, I guess fine, but it's your car, but at least save the engine, people, because that thing, at the end of the day, even if it's polluting the planet, is still a piece of automotive history. What got us to where we are today? And uh, personally, I find some of them cool, for sure, but I just, every time I see one of these electric classics, as they're calling them, I just have to shake my head. I've seen some people, for example, I know this one fella down in California who replaced a battery pack into a freaking Eldorado for crying out loud. A Cadillac, a huge Cadillac for crying out loud. Guess what? The guy got 90 miles of range and the thing drove up. The thing already is a boat. This thing turned from a boat to a freaking aircraft carrier. It was, for most people's description, as this is, unwieldy. Because you lost all the floaty suspension, the handling is crap, it has no range, and they, they, you end up compromising more than you've gained. Yes, you can have all your fancy electric motors, you can say you're green all you want, but it, it's just sad. And I know that at the end of the day, unfortunately, the time may be coming, I pray to God it isn't, that we aren't dumb enough to believe that, but unfortunately I know that the day may be coming where we will at the end of the day be forced, forced, and I mean, that's the only way I'm doing it, to end up doing this. But again, I just pray it doesn't come anytime soon. Again, if you decide to do this, at the end of the day, it is your car. It's just my opinions. At the end of the day, you can disagree with me. That's your choice. It's just come me coming from my insane mind. And uh, again, like I said, it's all your decision. Uh, but I just, I beg you, do not do this. Do not do this to a car that's, especially one that's like original or something like that, or at least has a decent motor in it. I just, uh, find one in the junkyard and save it. Don't, don't do that to us, those kind of cars. Please to God. Anyways, this has been my drunken car review for the day. A um, little bit shorter episode, but I, I still think it's bad. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do next week. Maybe the Maverick, the Ford Maverick. Uh, I've gotten a lot of information more about that, and uh, maybe I'll be covering a bit more of that. So anyways, this has been a drunken car review. Uh, join my Twitter page in that if you're interested in uh, listening to more of my shenanigans or listening to my crazy posts. I have a wonderful day and a wonderful night. Goodbye, people.